Welcome to episode number 87 of the Tailwind Coaching Podcast, sponsored by Health IQ. Health IQ is a company that can help save you up to 33% on your life insurance just because you take care of yourself. Through the use of science and lifestyle quizzes, they show underwriters that healthy people have a lower risk of cancer, diabetes, and all-cause mortality. Because you're one of those healthy people, it translates into lower costs for you. To find out more and to help support the show, head on over to healthiq.com slash tailwindcoaching for your free rate quote. And now, let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Tailwind Coaching Podcast. The only podcast on the internet that makes real science real simple. From Joes to pros, we've got the tools to make your cycling goals a reality. And now, here's your host, Coach Rob Manning. All right, everybody, welcome to episode number 87 of the Tailwind Coaching Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that makes real science real simple. The website, the Tailwind Coaching blog, my online training plan store, and my episode show notes receptacle is all available at tailwind-coaching.com. To make sure you don't miss anything new, to get some training tips, some tricks, and the occasional discount code mailed right to your inbox, head on over to the Tailwind Coaching newsletter at tailwind-coaching.com slash sign up. That'll also give you an update every time something gets posted on the website so you don't miss any of the content out there. If you want to get a hold of me, you can contact me at coachrobdc at gmail.com, coachrobdc at tailwind-coaching.com, or you can follow me on social media by heading on over to the tailwind-coaching.com website and look for the About option up in the menu bar. And of course, if you enjoyed this podcast, head on over to the to the podcast on iTunes and give it a five-star rating. The more five-star ratings I get, the more I get to reach out to more and more people and I move up those charts and the more people get this information. And I do this as a free podcast. I do it as a free service because I like helping people meet their goals and enjoy riding their bike a little bit more. So Every five-star rating helps out a bit. Head on over. There's a link in the episode show notes, which I'll get to in just a second here. You can rate the podcast five stars if you love it. And again, if you do enjoy it and you want to give back, you can consider doing some of your Amazon shopping through one of my affiliate links. Really costs you nothing, and it does contribute a few pennies to the bandwidth and hosting costs and things like that for the show. Of course, if you want to take 10% off of any of the training plans in my online training plan store, most of you who are longtime listeners will know this discount code is PODCAST10. That's PODCAST10. And of course... The episode show notes for this particular episode of the Tailwind Coaching Podcast are going to be at tailwind-coaching.com slash 87. That's tailwind-coaching.com slash 87. All right, and now we've got a good show for you today. We're going to talk about building functional threshold power and functional threshold power intervals. All right, so what is functional threshold power? Well, If you go back, there's going to be a link in the show notes here to my post on functional threshold power. FTP, as it's known for short, is simply the amount of power your body can create during a state of equilibrium. And that equilibrium is a state where you can provide enough oxygen to your body, to your working muscles, and output a certain amount of power. Above that threshold, your body does what's called colloquially going into the red 
you start burning a higher percentage of anaerobic fuels versus aerobic fuels. You cannot supply enough oxygen to meet the demands that your body is put upon. And suddenly you start producing a significantly higher amount of lactate. And essentially you start running into VO2 max territory and you, basically your red zone where you can no longer continue to produce power. At some point in that zone, you have to back down in order to continue to produce power and continue to move forward. FTP threshold power intervals are a great way to build your FTP. <laughs> Sounds kind of obvious, really. Now, while VO2 max is really the genetic parameter that determines your upper limit aerobic fitness, uh, FTP really, if you look at it from a less academic standpoint and a more practical standpoint, FTP is the parameter that determines what percentage of your VO2 max you can truly utilize for any specific duration. And of course, if you're at all familiar with training or training plans or training programs or anything like that, you'll know that one of the key goals that most people shoot for during a training program is an increase in functional threshold power. Now, I could get into how training FTP is a black hole. Training FTP is kind of useless looking for a specific number when it's all about true performance. I could talk about efficiency and, well, efficiency does play a role in your, and how your VO2 max capacity plays a role as well. Uh, FTP really truly is the big comparison number that most people are looking for, um, you could argue that watt per kilogram, watts per kilogram is technically the number to look for, but FTP is the one that you're going to hear most frequently. So with a little bit of background on it, how do you go about improving FTP? Well, of course, you have to improve your VO2 max ceiling first. I've talked about this countless times in the past. There's going to be a link in the episode show notes on VO2 max ceiling, and I'm not going to really discuss it here, but... As a quick aside, <clears throat> if you look at VO2 max as the ceiling of your threshold capacity or your aerobic capacity, if you don't raise the ceiling, you can only go so high, right? So if your ceiling is five foot and you keep training, 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 and your FTP is bumping up into that five foot ceiling, you can't go any further. You raise that ceiling to seven feet. Now suddenly you have two more feet of space to work with. So, VO2 max ceiling is the number one thing you want to train. That's an entirely different podcast. That's an entirely different post. I'll have a link for that in the show notes, tailwind-coaching.com slash 87, and you can take a look at that. Suffice to say, once you have your VO2 max ceiling built, the goal of FTP interval training is to force your body to work at or just above that current functional threshold power to elicit endurance adaptations. And of course, there's a couple of different ways you can do that. Each one of them has their own specific outcomes. It has their own specific application as well. And let's get into that. Now, the number one thing, the number one interval variation that you're going to see in most training programs is the good old-fashioned functional threshold power interval. 
It's the bread and butter of most FTP building programs. They're long form intervals. You're going to see them frequently. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, think about the typical quote, two by 20, end quote, workout. Then you're on the right track. Essentially, these workouts are old school staple workouts. They really, they really do a bit more than just challenging your body to build power at threshold. They're really more an endurance interval, to, to be perfectly honest here. Um, and your body's being trained to endure a consistent power output at that threshold level. And that's really, truly the key to these intervals. So let's, let, let me give you a bit of a description here so you can understand. We're going to take two riders. One rider has an FTP of 300 watts. The other rider has an FTP of 320 watts. Both of them have tested that threshold power via a typical FTP test, which in the real world is a 20 to 30 minute test, not that full 60 minute test that most people would prefer to do if they could truly stand to do 60 minute time trials. Um, and as, as an aside, some of you are probably going to question back in the day when I talked about watt per kilogram, I said watt per kilogram was more important than functional threshold. True. It generally is. Let's assume this is a flat race course. There's no wind resistance. There's no drivetrain losses. There's no efficiency changes. Everybody's perfectly the same efficiency, etc., etc. Going back to these two riders, our 300 and our 320 guy. After three hours of racing, three hours, rider A, that 300 watt rider, manages to break away the field from the field and rides away from the field for a win. Rider B tries to chase him down, can't do it. Why? It's a simple effect of endurance. Rider A, the guy at 300 watts, might have that lower FTP value, that lower absolute value, but their endurance at that 300 watt level is simply greater. They can more consistently ride at functional threshold power without fatiguing over the course of a race. Meanwhile, the guy with a threshold of 320 watts, while he's got that bigger engine, he may not be able to handle the rigors and the endurance required for a three-hour race. Thus, he can't close down that first rider, right? So, that being said, the FTV, FTP intervals are really endurance-based intervals. Now, don't confuse it with a zone two endurance workout, which you're going to see in a number of programs. In fact, you'll see even see in my programs. Typically, my zone two endurance workouts are generally built around pedaling technique, pedal stroke technique, recovery, things like that. Endurance is simply a word for being able to handle increased loads. So functional threshold power endurance is a little bit different. It's just the ability to handle a high power load right at that equilibrium point between oxygen necessity and oxygen expenditure in terms of energy, right? So that being said, why FTP is important and what good it is, let's talk about FTP training variations. So we talked about the two by 20, the long form interval. 
there's plenty of variations for FTP training intervals, right? The first one I like to do, I like to do the sweet spot variation, all right? You're going to take that two by 20 minute interval at your FTP, at your threshold, and your sweet spot cadence, okay? It's a self-selected gear. It's a self-selected cadence. It lets you ride at your threshold, or for those of you who are not able to hold that exact number because you may be outside, you may be in the wind, et cetera, et cetera, anywhere from 95 to 105% of your tested threshold numbers. The interval is designed purely for the endurance purposes. Uh, It's clearly designed to challenge your body to maintain that power for a set amount of time. They're pretty easy to do. You find a stretch of road, no bumps, no variations, no weird crosswinds, no headwinds, no tailwinds. You basically knock out two intervals, 20 minutes apiece, keeping that intensity between 95 and 105% of your tested threshold. Keep your cadence to something that feels natural, right? That's a simple FTP variation. Second variation I use pretty much all the time is I go double or nothing. I go with a threshold muscular endurance variation. So in this case, I'm taking that traditional threshold level training. I'm adding muscular endurance training to the mix. Now, Double duty intervals like that are pretty hard. They're a lot harder than the traditional sweet spot interval because you're putting your body under significant pedal tension for 20 minutes at a time, 30 minutes at a time, 40 minutes at a time. And in addition to that significant pedal tension, that muscular tension, you're also putting it under aerobic tension by forcing your body to output a certain amount of power that will keep it constantly burning oxygen and right on the basically on the threshold of failure this has a secondary effect too because training fatigue resistance capacity of your muscles and of your entire system truly at threshold allows you to make those big longer accelerations later on in events and have the endurance to to really make it stick all right so going back to our 300 watt rider and a 320 watt rider you're basically going to see that 300 watt rider having significantly more muscular endurance significantly more aerobic endurance in order to make an attack or a move like that and stay away you follow me so again doing a double duty interval is going to challenge more body systems and it's going to give you a little bit more return on investment however There again, very difficult types of intervals. Now, just like a sweet spot interval, you're going to look for a terrain that affords you the ability to handle 20-minute intervals between 95 and 105% of your threshold. But in this case, instead of a sweet spot cadence, you're going to be looking at keeping your cadence between 65 and 75 RPM the entire time. I can guarantee you it's going to hurt. It's not going to be fun. You're going to beg and plead for this one to be over. But they are incredibly, incredibly valuable intervals. Especially if you're doing something like a longer form road race, something like the Dirty Kanza, um, longer Grand Fondos, and the like. Okay? Number two. Over-unders, lactate shuttling, narrow range, wide range shuttles, what have you. 
Before I get into this, I need to explain what lactate shuttling simply is. Lactate shuttling is simply a process of moving lactate from the producing tissues. And those producing tissues are typically skeletal muscles, the muscles in your legs, the muscles in your arms, your hands, your your neck, um, your jaw, when you're clamping down your jaw and just trying to grit your teeth through an interval. So you're trying to take lactate, which is a byproduct of anaerobic respiration, and aerobic respiration as well, but for all intents and purposes, we're looking at the buildup of lactate from an anaerobic source. You're taking lactate out of the lactate-producing tissues, your skeletal muscles, and shuttling it into other body tissues for use as fuel. Now, typically, these tissues are things like your heart, your nervous system, your brain. Now, this process is definitely and distinctly at odds with the old traditional view that lactate is nothing more than a waste product, and it's basically just wrecking your body's energy-producing capacity. Unfortunately, or fortunately, actually, on the contrary, it's a significantly important fuel for your heart during exercise. So our body has evolved to be entirely self-sustaining. The harder our legs work to make us run away from a predator, the more fuel is provided to our heart. So our heart can continue to pump blood through our lungs to uptake oxygen to shuttle to those muscles to keep them working so that we can continue to run away from whatever's trying to eat us. That's an evolutionary standpoint. In the case of riding a bike, it's not a whole hell of a lot different. Take that 300-watt rider who's trying to get away from the field. He's trying to escape, quote, end quote, somebody who's chasing him. So his working muscles are providing lactate to his heart to allow it to pump harder and continue pumping in order to get blood to his muscles to create that energy needed to get him away from everybody else. You follow? Now, in addition to the heart, lactate is actually very quickly fed back into cellular mitochondria, which are the little powerhouses of your cell. They're the ones that actually provide the energy to those working muscles so that they can continue to contract. <clears throat> it's fed into the mitochondria, and it's oxidized into chemicals called pyruvate and NADH for the citric acid cycle and the electron transport chain. Now, I've got links to posts that I've done on the citric acid cycle and the electron transport chain and nerd alert. They are science heavy. So if you're interested in them, give them a look. If not, just know that lactate is an integral part of the aerobic metabolism and helping to maintain aerobic endurance and aerobic capacity. So if you know why it's important, here's what we do with it. When you do lactate shuttling or an over-under type of workout, you have one goal in mind. You want to load up your body with a significant glob or a significant portion of lactate to stimulate the production of lactate transporter proteins, which are all over your body, in all honesty. And the general idea here is by overloading those tissues with more lactate than they can handle, your body adapts, just like we're training it to, and become more efficient at shuttling that lactate into tissues which actually need it. Um, it also has a byproduct of increasing PGC1-alpha and 
which increases mitochondrial biogenesis, um, an increase in the MCT1 transporter, the MCT4 transporter. There's a whole bunch of science behind it. But nonetheless, the whole concept is the more lactate you produce, the more your body is going to be able to adapt to it and use it. That's what we do over and unders for. So what are the variations of these? Well, here's what I would be giving my athletes. You're going to do about a minimum of 15 minutes of work for this particular interval. You're going to spend a minute around a higher intensity of somewhere around 125% of functional threshold power, which in this case is in theory above your VO2 max capacity. So you should be significantly anaerobic at this point. Now, if you go through my inside protocol and you're able to basically do like uh, VO2 testing or lactate testing, you can find the exact point where you start to really pile on lactate. But as a general ballpark rule, 125% of threshold for a minute is enough to really make those legs burn and really pile on a significant dosage of lactate. For the next two minutes or so, you're going to drop your intensity back to about 80% of threshold. And yes, 80% is that zone three, quote, dead zone that so many people talk about that you should not train in. However, to be realistic, in any kind of race or event, we spend a lot of time there. So, it's just hard enough to make recovery difficult. It's just easy enough to allow you to recover. Make sense? You're going to repeat that three-minute block, so a minute at work, two minutes at rest, five times. That's a 15-minute block. As you get stronger, you can either add more reps to that particular interval to get a bigger training load, or you can add twice as many blocks. You can do fit two 15-minute blocks with nine, 10 minutes of rest in between. Alternatively, you can do the minute off, minute on protocol as well. Generally, this kind of protocol will put you a minute at 10% over threshold and a minute recovering 10% below threshold. So minute on, minute off for around 10 minutes at a time or five reps. Uh, as you get stronger, you can add more reps. You can add multiple blocks of this. Um, you can increase the chasm between your over and under. You can go to 120% and 80%. You can go to 120% and 90%. It, only, it all depends on what variation you want to do and how hard you want to make that interval. Now, these both have a significant benefit in creating lactate buildup and challenging your body to adapt its endurance systems and its endurance capacity in a meaningful way. These intervals are very reminiscent of what you see in any kind of road race, any kind of criterium, any kind of event that has other people in it where there are surges in pace, changes in pace, attacks going off the front, groups coming back together, etc., etc., they also, in general, increase that mitochondrial density and your aerobic efficiency. They build power at threshold. They build endurance at threshold. As a quick side note, for any of these over-under type intervals, once you're done with a block of these intervals, your average intensity, so your average power for that particular block 
should be right around your tested threshold. Okay? As a, Again, as an aside, this is a perfect interval for those of you who are criterium racers, road racers, uh, sometimes even track racers. These do very well for track races, especially things like winning out, missing out, things like that. So you're going to be able to handle multiple higher intensity efforts through these over-under variations. All right. Next thing I'm going to get to is going to be my favorite or least favorite thing on the planet. It's going to be the zone five repeatability intervals. But first, I'm going to turn you over to a little message from my sponsor, Health IQ. Hey, wouldn't it be great if somebody rewarded you for riding your bike? Well, you might not get a pro contract, but you can save up to 33% on your life insurance through Health IQ just by riding your bike. See, Health IQ knows the value of a healthy lifestyle, and they use specific science and data to secure lower rates on life insurance for health-conscious people like cyclists, just like you. It's really, really easy to do, and I've done it myself. To see if you guys qualify for a lower rate like I did, all you have to do is upload your training data, upload your race results, or even just score elite on a Cycling IQ lifestyle quiz. They can even reduce your chances of getting dinged for a positive family history or a pre-existing condition if you are otherwise healthy. So if you really want to be rewarded for those hard miles, and I'm not talking about the top step of the podium, head on over to healthiq.com slash tailwindcoaching or mention Tailwind Coaching to an agent to get more information and to get a free rate quote. All right, here we go with zone five repeatability intervals, the third way that I like to build FTP and endurance in my athletes and in myself. But wait a minute, didn't we just do repeatability repeatability intervals? Well, yeah, we did over and unders. We did a variety of over and unders. Specifically, though, zone five repeatability is one of the keys that I use to building a solid functional threshold power. So what a zone five repeatability interval typically does is challenge your body to recover from anaerobic stress while remaining under aerobic pressure. You follow? This has a couple of different factors. Again, it increases mitochondrial density. It overall increases endurance capacity. It stimulates lactate shuttling mechanisms and as a result, because you're actually doing a significant amount of work above your threshold, but you're also continuing to perform threshold work, you're actually going to push that FTP capacity higher, provided you have the ceiling space for it. Okay, these zone five repeat intervals are really a hybrid between a threshold interval and a VO2 max interval. So there's going to be a link in the episode show notes to my previous podcast on two keys to building FTP. And from that threshold podcast or from that podcast, you'll know that the VO2 max is the fitness ceiling that your body will bump up against when training. And by training at VO2 max, you stimulate adenosine monophosphate kinase, which stimulates mitochondrial biogenesis, which increases the amount of oxygen that your body can process as long as it's being delivered by 
your heart, your working, you know, your lungs and your cardiopulmonary system, which of course increases as demand increases and endurance capacity is necessary and your body adapts to it. And we can go down that road for a long time. Essentially, if you perform recovery intervals at or around your threshold power, you can also stimulate PGC1-alpha, which is another signaling mechanism for mitochondrial biogenesis. The difference between this and straight threshold power intervals, those 2 by 20 intervals, is simply the stimulation of those lactate-shuttling proteins in your muscle cells. So again, back when we were talking about those 2 by 20 intervals, with muscular endurance adaptations, we're talking about a BOGO type of interval or a double duty interval. Again, you're doing a double duty interval here. By adding these zone five repeats, you're going to be able to handle those repeated accelerations, changes in pace. You're going to be stimulating your body to build those mitochondrial powerhouses and increase your endurance capacity at threshold. And you can also do something cool called... Um, screwing around with your anaerobic work capacity or your W prime and that through some mechanism, which aren't properly fully understood will help your body tap into its true aerobic energy systems to handle the interval load. So what we're talking about here is truly driving down your ability to produce power above threshold from anaerobic means and forcing your body through no other ability except for its own adaptive processes to increase the aerobic capacity that it has. All right, there is a post on anaerobic work capacity and watt prime. I encourage you to look at that. It's in the episode show notes, tailwind-coaching.com slash 87 for those. So getting away from the science for a second, what do those zone five repeats look like? Zone 5 repeats are, again, blocks of work around 15 minutes or so. This is what you're going to do. You're going to start out with about 30 seconds of what I call 3-minute VO2 max effort. So 115 to 100%, uh, 120% of threshold or about 105% of your 3-minute VO2 max power. That's only doable if you know what that three minute vo2 max power if you're not sure what that is stick to the 115 to 120 percent of ftp if you're curious about how do you figure out that three minute vo2 max power you can always shoot me an email we can always help you out with that so you're going to do about 30 seconds of 120 percent of threshold then you're going to recover for a minute or twice the work effort at threshold you're going to repeat that 10 times. That's 15 minutes of total work. And when you're done, your average power for this interval block should be between 105 and 107, maybe 108% of threshold. It's just a hair over what that long form 2 by 20 minute FTP interval should be. And yeah, you could do 15 minutes of 105% of threshold. But it's a lot easier to do five, I'm sorry, 10 sets of these intervals and increase the overall work capacity that you've done. It's much easier to do. 
Now, if you want to add variation to this, you can bring some pedal stroke work into it. You can bring some standing drills into this equation. Um, you can do that 30-second over interval, if you wish to call it that. You can do that 30-second over or work interval by increasing your cadence to get up to that 115 to 120% value for the 30-second interval. And then you're going to increase your pedal stroke efficiency. Eventually, your body's going to get used to producing a higher amount of power at a higher cadence. If you jump out of the saddle and start using that bigger gear to push a, a, a more intensity, you'll add a little additional aerobic stress to your body just because of the fact that you're now using your upper body as well. You're having to support your upper body via your legs and your arms. And you basically will watch your sky, uh, your heart rate start to skyrocket. And in this case, you're training heart rate adaptability. So your heart rate rises as you stand up for that intensity. And as you sit down, even though you're at threshold, you'll watch that heart rate start to drop a bit. So again, multiple adaptations, multiple variations... You can pretty much throw anything you want into these zone 5 repeat variations as long as you are looking to create a certain amount of adaptation to some system. And of course, you're creating adaptations to your aerobic system, your neuromuscular system, etc. already, so why not add more to it? All right? So you've got a couple of different things. You have the over-unders, you have the zone 5 repeats, you have the concept behind lactate shuttling, you have the long-form FTP intervals. One of the questions that I'm going to get, and I know because I've gotten it in the past, is how much threshold training can I do? I've had plenty of people say, well, I'm way behind on my training. I, I just want to do VO2 max work and threshold work. Is it, can I do that? Well, Yes and no. FTP training is one of those one of those intervals that you do have some leeway to play with. You have some freedom to experiment with a bit. FTP work is not as hard as VO2 max work. So the recovery load is not as great and the potential for burnout is a lot less. However, you really still need to be somewhat cautious about the volume of threshold training that you're doing. Spending excessive amounts of time doing threshold intervals, with no variation particularly, will lead to a certain amount of staleness. You'll become one of those, quote, one-speed riders that people talk about. That, you know, the guy that can hit the front of the group in time trial for 20 minutes. But... When the road goes up or when a surge happens, you can't match it, right? You have one speed, and when you deviate from that speed, your body basically falls apart. So remember, your body truly thrives on variety. In theory, now in theory, and this is not something that I've tested, mind you, because I don't really feel like completely tanking my own training, nor do I want to tank one of my athletes' training. But in theory, just using the variations that I've given you in this podcast, you could probably base several months' worth of training on these intervals alone and still have enough variation to both build fitness, build endurance, and be successful in multitudes of different situations out on the road. 
Think about that for a minute. That's how variable threshold training can be. However, just like any other training, your body thrives on variety, right? So mixing in any combination of threshold power intervals, sweet spot training, high intensity interval works, VO2 max, zone 5, zone 6, zone 7, sprint work, Tabata work, etc., etc., will ensure that you get the most out of your threshold training. I know it's a lot of information, it's a lot of science, it's a lot of gobbledygook for a lot of you out there. Take a little bit of time, digest it. If you have any questions, feel free to shoot them over to me at coachrobdc at tailwind-coaching.com or coachrobdc at gmail.com. I'm glad to happy, I'm glad to answer any questions that you can come up with. In fact, you might find them in a you know upcoming episode. It might be something that's worth putting up a post about. So don't be afraid to shoot those questions over to me. And of course, if I can do anything for you in terms of answering questions about threshold, about VO2 max, and about any of the other training capacities that I talked about today, again, don't feel bad about sending an email over. I'm glad to answer them for you. Until next time, keep the shiny side up, keep the rubber side down, ride strong, ride fast, get fast, get strong, endure, and I will talk to you again really, really soon.